Are you ready to start showing up as the best version of you? Ditching those diets, embracing and enjoying training and learning that you are enough. Join me, Vicky Marks, or more commonly known as Vicky PT, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and female transformation specialist on a podcast journey of inspiration, motivation, usable tips, and support to fire you forward into becoming that best version of you, plus some special guests along the way. You're listening to Strong, Confident, Transform. Let's get started. Hello, hello guys, and welcome to episode 41. So today I'm going to talk about the menopause, that dreaded word that women hear and think their life is over. Um, Let's talk perimenopause, menopause, and how lifestyle and how we treat our bodies and how we exercise, what we eat, how all of these things um, you can use to your power, how you can help yourself through perimenopause, menopause, how you can make the experience better, how it doesn't have to be what everyone calls it, which is the worst time in your life. Like I constantly hear women saying, oh, we're so hard done by. Like we have periods that we have to deal with, PMT, mood swings, blah, blah, blah. We have to take this contraception. Then we... Um, pregnancy, childbirth, and then we're bam, slammed with the perimenopause and then the menopause. And I think like it's, there's a stigma attached to hormones, right? And there's this thing um, in society that basically periods are the devil. Menopause is the worst thing that ever happens to women. And we are so much worse off than men. But we could just flip that around and we could just flip and say to ourselves, right, we are powerful, very powerful. We have cycles um, that work with the moon and that allow us to grow humans, be pregnant with humans. We can grow a human being and then we actually are able to birth a human being. Like, how cool is that? And then, yeah, our hormones change and we go through the menopause, but actually our hormones can be our power and we are a pretty incredible um, sex, really, in the, all the things that we can do and that, you know, like we have, we bleed every month. Like, how does our body even know how to do that? And like, we release eggs and the lining of our womb, fit, like, it's just cool. And you have a choice to look at it two ways. You can either say, oh my God, it's the devil. And you know how you've heard me talk in my podcast before, you know, what we put out to the universe, we tend to get back. So if you're um, slating your hormones and saying they're awful and they're the most awful thing to happen to you, then they're probably going to continue to be that way, you know? So, you know, I'm 36. I'm, um, my mum actually went through the menopause quite early. So I am very open that perimenopause could start for me in the next five years. I need to be an absolute pro at the menopause, a pro, because I don't want to have a hard time with it. I am fully committed to helping myself 
get through this time. I don't want to go do lally. I don't want to be that woman, you know, that, you know, has to go on HRT, that has to do all that stuff. But hands up, if I do go do lally and I do need HRT, I will most certainly not rule it out. But one thing I am committed to is my health and the holistic approach towards the menopause. And this is important because you could go, you know, anywhere and the most consistent stuff that you read and you hear. And if you spoke to a menopause specialist, you know, how we look after ourselves is number one when it comes to perimenopause and menopause. Like if you are treating your body with, um, you know, you're not giving it any respect, you're crash dieting, you're not training, you're not moving, you're not doing any exercise, um, you're drinking alcohol, you're eating junk food. Like, If you're doing all that stuff to the body, then you are going to have a hard time. Like that is going to wreck with your hormones even more. And yet you're probably not going to have a great menopause. It's not going to be a good time. Lifestyle is key. So let me give you some top tips. If you are a menopausal woman listening to this, let me give you some tips that are usable that you can take away and you can start implementing into your life. I mean, there are lots and lots of menopausal women within my membership site. The change in them and how they are going through the menopause is life-changing when they put the principles into action. Like, I think sometimes it can feel like a lot, like when you are suffering with your hormones, whether that be postnatally, maybe you just get really, um, maybe you've got PCOS, endometriosis, so your hormones are quite, you know, hard work, they're sensitive, my hormones are really sensitive, I have to treat myself with respect, Um, the minute I don't, I definitely suffer from a hormonal perspective, so like, you have to want to change. And, you know, my last few podcasts have been tough love. I'm not going to hold back on the tough love at the moment. It's what people need. So, you know, if you've got dreadful PMT, if you're going through the perimenopause or menopause and you're not having a nice time, um, if you are postnatal and your hormones are everywhere, you you guys have a responsibility to have a look at your lifestyle and say, right, what can I do? What is in my power that I can change to make um, this better? And I know it sounds tough because if you've got PCOS or endometriosis, you feel like you're like battling against something all the time. But I assure you, I work with lots of women with PCOS and endometriosis. And the results that I get with these women are epic. You are not a lost cause. You're not just you know, like doomed with PCOS or endometriosis. There's so much you can do um, with your lifestyle and your health to make it more bearable. And actually, I do have some members that have PCOS that literally do not have any symptoms anymore because they have turned their lifestyle around. Does it take consistency? Yes. Does it take persistence? Yes. Does it take patience? Yes. Does it take resilience? Yes. Does it take giving up, uh, not giving up? Yes. Does it take falling down lots and having to get up lots? Yes. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, like, and I never would, um, you know, pull the wool over women's eyes. Like, if you want good health, 
You're going to have to bloody work for it. And you're going to have to stop giving yourself excuses as to why you can't do it. Like not having any energy is not good enough to me. You know, like you haven't got any energy because you're not looking after yourself. Like that is why you have no energy. So don't, um, you know, you're going to have to take that responsibility that you're going to have to work a little bit hard at it. You're going to maybe have to do things you don't want to do. Like if training three times a week really isn't what you enjoy, then, you know, you're going to have to get to a point where you do enjoy it. And it's utter bullshit that, you know, I have women say to me, I just don't like exercise. I'm never going to like it. That is rubbish because when you get to a certain point where actually the benefits are so huge, it doesn't matter whether you enjoy it or not. You just get it done because the results and the outcome is so powerful that you can't live without that in your life. So yeah, I am going to get a bit tough love again today, guys, but I do think right now um, we all need it. So the first thing, and I am talking about menopause here, but I'm also broad spectrum kind of talking about hormonal health in general. Um, And the first one's a really, really big one, actually. Um, And a lot of you will go, oh, it's not one I can put put to, to action, but it really is. So T. TLC. Yes, TLC. Like your body's not letting you down or falling apart. Your body isn't rubbish. Like menopause happen, happens to every single woman and we can see it as it is. The next phase in our life, like we're getting older and this is what happens and we can treat our bodies with love. Like, you know, menopause is a big thing the body's going through a lot. There's a lot going on for your little body. And you could treat it with disrespect, crash diet and be like completely disrespectful to it and not um, move it, not train, eat junk, drink alcohol and actually give it no chance. Or you could say, okay, my poor body's going through a lot at the moment. I need to take time and invest time, maybe money as well in getting help in getting this lifestyle right so that I can give myself the best chance. Like we're very quick to run to the doctors when we're not feeling good and we want that magic pill to make things better. But we do have a responsibility to take action on ourselves as well. And if your hormones are not very good, if you are going through the menopause and they're all over the place, if you have PCOS, if you have endometriosis, yeah, you can go to the doctors and get medication. Yep, you can. But I would wholeheartedly encourage you to take on some responsibility to improve your lifestyle and health before you do so. Because there are so many holistic things that you can do. So TLC, you know, give your body some bloody love. It's like if you've got all the way to menopause, uh, like, and you're you're in that time, like, have some respect for your body and give it some love. So the second thing I want to talk about is training. Now, this is across the board, but when there is something imbalanced within your hormonal system, it's really important that you think about the training that you're doing. Now, if you are menopausal, you're gaining weight around your stomach, you're angry one minute, crying the next and ecstatic the the next. If you are having all these menopausal um, symptoms, you're getting hot flushes, you feel quite low in your mood, 
if you feel all like that and you're running 10 miles a day because you want to lose the weight that you're gaining, you're going to just keep making things worse. So to break down this, I've spoke about this before in podcasts, but you've got inward training, you've got outward training. I am a massive fan of inward training. So what does it mean? Inward training is something that's going to bring something to your body. So lifting weights is going to build lean muscle tissue, protect your joints, you know, strong body, strong mind. It's going to make you feel empowered, confident. You're going to get fitter, stronger, give yourself lesser risk of arthritis. um, And you're not going to be releasing too much cortisol. This is the key bit, okay? Outward training, running, long duration cardio, like going on the cross trainer for an hour at the gym. I'm yawning as I say that. Like that stuff is called outward training. You're giving out more than you're bringing in. Now that is going to release cortisol. And by releasing cortisol, you're releasing stress hormone into the body. In doing that, you are wreaking havoc with your hormones. So, you know, like choose the right kind of exercise if your hormonal health isn't right. Like, I think the problem is, is this big vicious cycle is your hormonal health isn't good. Therefore, you gain weight. Therefore, you feel rubbish. Your confidence drops. Um, Perhaps you're an emotional eater alongside that, so you eat more. So then you're like, holy moly, what am I going to do to try and get this weight off? Um, It's not me. I don't feel like myself. So what do we do is we choose, okay, I'm just going to default to what I've always done and crash diet. And, oh God, I'll just do the couch to 5K because everyone else seems to be doing that to lose weight. I'm yawning again. Um, So... They're on a crash diet, they're doing couch to 5k and they're menopausal. Like, and then a month later, they're like, well, this is shit. I've put on five pounds. I'm worse off than what I was when I first started. And I'm bloody miserable because I'm eating no food and I'm running and I hate running. I see this happen daily. Like, I can't even tell you how often I see this happen. Um, And to be honest, if that woman a month ago, uh, decided to go and find someone like me and said, look, this is where I'm at. Tell me what I've got to do to get myself feeling better again. And I would say, right, you're going to lift weights three times a week. All you need is a kettlebell at home. You don't need anything else. Um, this is how you're going to start to eat. To which the woman says, oh my God, you want me to actually eat food? Um, and I want you to start going for a walk every day, even if it's just for 20 minutes. And I want you to get a bit more sleep. A month down the line, she's lost half a stone, maybe more even. She feels stronger in her body. Her joints aren't hurting so much anymore. Um, And she's like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Let's get to the next step. Let's, let's, Let's push myself a bit more to go to that next bit. And all of a sudden, everything starts feeling better. So, you know, there are ways to do things and... I feel like the media is probably a bit at fault for the whole crash diet couch to 5k thing. That's the answer to all your prayers. Magic wand, you know, eat a thousand calories a day and do couch to 5k. What a load of bullshit. Like invest time, invest money if you have to into someone like me that can help you get to somewhere faster. Like the menopause actually doesn't happen for that long. So find someone that can help you 
Find someone that can make your experience more pleasant. So quickly, let's talk about magnesium. I recommend everyone takes magnesium, man, woman, child, whatever age you are. We don't get it from our food as much anymore. We don't get it from the soil so much anymore. So when we are menopausal, we need double, almost double the amount we would normally need. So I use a company called Nutri Advanced. I think it's a great company. Um, I'm a big fan of magnesium glycinate. There's some awesome magnesium on there. They've even got a menopausal magnesium that includes some other stuff in it. I think it's fantastic. Um, So yeah, get it from a good reputable company and start taking magnesium. It will really help you out. Um, The next bit, you know, I'm going to say this like, I'm going to say this carefully because I think it's actually thrown around now as an excuse as to why not to do something. And it's something a bit of a pet hate of mine, actually, which is a bit controversial. So just bear with me a minute. Like, my next point was going to be to be kind to yourself. Now, anyone that knows me knows that I am a believer that you should be kind to yourself when it's needed. So like, if you are having a particularly bad hormonal day and, you know, your mental health is suffering and you're not feeling good, I think being kind to yourself is taking yourself out for a lovely walk stepping back from the stressful stuff in your life, really focusing on eating the good stuff and fueling yourself right, drinking loads of water, reducing your caffeine intake, not drinking any alcohol that day, that is being kind to yourself from my perspective. What is not being kind to yourself is saying, oh, do you know what? I'm feeling like shit today, so I'm going to use that as an excuse to drink wine eat shit and not do any exercise because that isn't being kind to yourself. Like your body's going through so much when you're menopausal. So how is fueling it with complete junk and sugar and alcohol and lack of movement going to be kind? It's not kind. And you know, I hear it all the time in the industry at the moment. I'll just be kind to yourself. You've had a really rough 18 months. Look, I get it. Like I've been in that 18 months as well. I'm human. Like I found the whole COVID pandemic really tough as well from lots of different perspectives, but being kind to myself isn't letting myself off from exercise, isn't feeding myself shit and not moving. Like that just makes life worse. And I do hear lots of people at the moment using, I'll just be kind to yourself to excuse themselves for not doing things that they actually do need to do. So I am saying be kind, but I'm saying it probably from a different perspective to what you hear in everyday life. Like crash dieting, over-exercise, no exercise, um, feeding yourself junk, um, making excuses for yourself as to why it's okay to just continue to put on weight. Like I'm saying this with love, guys. I'm saying this with love. Like that is not being kind to yourself. It's actually neglect. And this is a. I'm actually going to do a podcast on this. I'm actually going to do it as an extra one um, in October. Where you know, being kind to yourself. What does that mean? Because I do actually think it's a tough love one that people need to hear. 
So I'm saying be kind, but I'm saying it from a very specific viewpoint. Like being kind to yourself does not mean neglecting yourself. And that's it. Um, Food is fuel, you know. So we're all really scared when there's something hormonal going on to eat the good stuff, like eat more food. I think we're all told in the industry, calorie deficit, calorie deficit, which I just have to say right now is, you know, like bullshit. I hate it. Whenever I watch on Instagram, certain fitness influencers talking about calorie deficit, and it's as simple as that, I feel like, oh, I feel like jumping on my bandwagon, which obviously I don't do. But you know, like you just got to hide these people. Just don't look at it. Um, but a calorie deficit is not that it's not as simple as that. Like your body, when we're hormonal and there's menopause, perimenopause, PCOS, endometriosis, like a hormonal imbalance, like a calorie deficit isn't necessarily going to solve all your problems. I feel like it's in the industry as like the solvent to everything. Like, oh, if you have a calorie deficit, you'll lose weight. If you have a calorie deficit, you'll get fit. If you have a calorie deficit, you're going to be healthier. I disagree with that entirely. And actually, I think food is fuel. I think there's a checklist in your brain. I think your brain's waiting for certain things to come into your body. Vegetables, proteins, fats, carbohydrates it wants its basics it wants those things and when it gets it it ticks it off and then your body functions properly and I know that sounds really simple but you know like your body just wants to be fed with the good stuff like it just wants some nutritious food and like I just have to put in here you can't out train a bad diet as well like oh my god I see people like saying oh I ran 10 miles today so you know I can eat a bar of chocolate now like it doesn't work that way like you have to look at your what you eat from a point of health. Hey guys, I don't know if you've heard that noise before in any of my podcasts. You know that I just freestyle in my podcasts. I don't follow a script. I don't I don't hide myself into a into a under a duvet to block out any other sounds. I don't I don't turn things off so that you can't hear them. Um, that is an automatic fish feeder that you just heard there. And the stupidness of it is it's not even in the fish tank. It's underneath the fish tank. And it just keeps doing that every day, twice a day. And me and my husband have done nothing about it for about a year. We just listen to it, ignore it and carry on. Ah, anyway, I'm sorry. I digressed. I digressed. Anyway, so food is fuel. Food is fuel. Like food is not there to change your emotional state. Food is not there um, as an inconvenience to you. It's not there for any of that. Like what it is there for is to fuel you, get you from one bit to another bit of your day, to give you energy, to give you headspace, um, to make you feel good, to make you function at a higher level, to make you more productive, to get the best out of you. And when you can start seeing food as fuel to purpose all of that, you're going to have a much better time when it comes to dieting or whatever you're trying to do. Like we really have to think of eating from a health perspective rather than a weight loss perspective. So when it comes to um, menopause, I see so many women going on a diet. Like my body's never felt this way before. I've had to diet now because of my menopause. Well, it's just the most important time to learn how to eat properly. Crash dieting will 
100% make your menopause worse. Like, it will because you're give, you're putting your body out of balance. You're upsetting it. Like, especially if it's one of these stupid ones where you drink shakes and eat soups and all that rubbish. Like, it's not natural to us. It's not a natural thing. So what is it going to do? It's going to shake up your hormones. And do we need our hormones shaken up anymore when we're menopausal? No. So dieting will make your symptoms work uh, worse. You need to seek some help. You're going to need to find a program that is going to support your health and hormones, not fight against it. You're going to need to find someone that has some knowledge around hormonal health. And I'm not talking like hundreds and hundreds of pounds on consultants in London or whatever. Just someone like me, you know, who's been in the industry for a really long time and doesn't just focus on weight loss and exercise, like looks at the whole approach, the whole holistic side of things. Someone that can support you, guide you and tell you what you need to do next. Like that is what I do. Like I help women that want to help themselves. I'll help women that want to take action on their health. They want to live an extraordinary life. They want energy. They want to feel good. They want to feel confident in their own body and they want to have good hormonal health, let alone mental health, fitness, strength, and all that alongside it. So seeking help, I think is really important with any sort of hormonal thing that's going on for you. And I sometimes come across people that are like, oh yeah, but I I don't need to lose any weight. Um, I just, I like my hormones just up the wall. Like, great. You still need to take on that health journey. It's not just about weight, you know, like health first always. And when we can get that in our mind, it makes everything so much easier. So just to recap guys, so that you can take some of this away, like give your body some TLC, like with any sort of hormonal imbalance, it needs care, it needs love, it needs attention, it doesn't need punishing with crash dieting, over exercise and exercise, you know, that's going to create lots of cortisol release. Focus on that inward training, lift some weights, it's the best thing you could ever do for yourself and I blant on about it and yet I'm a huge preacher of weight training, I think it's the most amazing thing in the world. So do that inward training, let go of some of that outward training and and try and get them cortisol levels down. Magnesium, get the magnesium on board, be kind to yourself but I'm saying that from a be kind to yourself by looking after yourself, not be kind to yourself by letting yourself off. Um, And food is fuel, you know, it's our fuel. We shouldn't punish our bodies with it. We shouldn't be punishing our bodies with crash dieting, especially when we're hormonal. So I hope some of those tips has really helped today. Um, I know I've talked about menopause here mainly, but a lot of this stuff carries over to PCOS, um, endometriosis and any sort of PMT hormonal imbalance. So, you know, whatever state of hormonal um, stuff you're in, a lot of this stuff can help you. So if any of this resonates with you today, if you are a menopausal woman and you're looking for help, reach out to me. I'd love to help you. I'd love to help you holistically feel like yourself again. Um, So reach out to me. Anything resonates, let me know. But until next time, 
You can come over and follow me on Instagram. Come and follow me on Facebook. Leave me a review. I love to hear from you guys. I love to hear what you think of this podcast. If this podcast could help anyone you know, please do share it. I love it when people share my stuff. Um, But for now, over and out, and I'll see you next time.